Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Yep. Now we're off. Oh, right. Are you ready now, Mr. Sam? Yeah, I was, I was born ready for this. Apart from the minor technical fuck up we just had. Anyway. No, no insults from you about tech. Thank you. No. So you're the tech man. And I'm just, what did I say a minute ago? I'm here to just be fabulous. Is that <laughs> what I said? Yep. So don't don't mess up. Don't mess up. No, I'm just going to be here being fabulous. Welcome. Hello. Um, What was that first for? <laughs> Nothing. Get? Just waiting for you to hit the note. That was all. No, that will never happen. I do not have a, I do not have a singing voice. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what the school have done? Do you know what the school have done, Mr. Sam? I forgot to tell you about this. I have no idea. Well, last week, Pearl came home with a clarinet um, and she keeps wondering why it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, the dog wants to leave home. Uh, and uh, do you know what happened yesterday? Chester came out of school with, uh, can you guess? A violin. Fucking recorder. Oh, maybe recorder. that could be worse. But I mean, look, violin is a beautiful instrument, but for those who are beginners it's do you know actually i was restringing my guitar yesterday and this is amazing do you want to hear something incredible because i've been mm, always playing guitar since i was about seven so there i am restringing this guitar and I'm, i get to the end and i think this isn't right what's going on so i'd taken the uh yeah well basically the the easter the thin strings right i'd mm. crossed them over so they, they were doing this so they, so the bottom two, they went like a crisscross because I basically, I just, I just, without thinking about it, I just strung them up wrong anyway. But yeah, it's not that funny. Unless if you're a musician, you might laugh about that. It's, it's a bit of a schoolboy. I, really, I really hope that Sam edits this out. And if he doesn't, I apologize. Let's go back to the recorded <laughs> story. It's far more I never, amusing. I never edit anything out. Um, well, look, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're getting tortured by recorder. Is it Frere Jacques? Got... What are they playing? Yeah, I don't think he can, he knows how to play anything. He just blows into it. Like, imagine a load of kids coming out of school yesterday. There was about ten of them with a f- recorder for the first time. It was it was hell. And I'm like I'm like looking at this teacher like, thanks, <laughs> thank you. That's, I've got a teacher headache. was looking at you with a smile headache. on their face. Like yeah. one of the, one of them went to me, get yourself some of those earplugs, you know. Yeah, I got a link for. Oops. I'll send you a link for a, a good set of them for when I go out partying. Keep the old ears protected. Mm, it's important anyway so um we were going to have a podcast or something you know like we get together to chat about stuff don't we so for october alcohol experiment people stopping drinking for a period booze break is that it (laughs) see you next week (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully hopefully well, not hopefully, it doesn't matter really. P- people will be having some kind of sober October experience. And we wanted to talk to, there's a couple of episodes actually. This first one, we want to talk about who are you doing it for? So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to come back and we're going to talk about the kind of experience that you might be having. Mm. Mm. So the first one, 
who you're doing it for. And th- this came about because there there can be lots of reasons that people take a booze break, and in particular, something like Sober October, which is uh, it's it's always been a charity thing, hasn't it? Um, it's always been. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think so. I think I think that's how it started out, didn't it? Mm. So there'll be mm. a bunch of people that will be going into Sober October primarily as a support for charity. I think I'm about to be interrupted by a small child. I wondered why you were pausing there. I was just looking at the um the birds. I'm pointing for no reason the the birds on the card over by your standing desk are still there um so yes and that's obviously an amazing and very uh lovely and noble thing to do um and just we were just talking about how i think actually last year we recorded a podcast called the dangers of sober october so you could listen to it next to uh (laughs) listen to it next year i was gonna say you could listen to it listen to it in 2047 this is an absolute shit show um but yeah, we were we were basically talking about how well, there were lots of things, but it's really good to do it for yourself too. It's really good to do it for yourself too, because if you're purely doing it for someone else or a charity or something like that, um, that can be really good, but there's so much for you to learn for yourself too. So absolutely do these things for charity. Um, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, but there's a lot to learn for yourself as well, right? Yeah. But what a wonderful thing, whether it's, Dry July, sober October, dry January, all of these months that have gained some level of, <laughs> I was going to say, notoriety. Um, it, it's it's really it's bringing a lot more people into the conversation, and we hear about you know the sober curious movement. Like it's it's wonderful that more people are, even if it is like even if you're not thinking about yourself in any longevity but you're just like no i'm gonna i'm gonna do this for charity and it's gonna be painful for the month and i'm gonna be really miserable about it because like what a thing like this is what i'm doing for charity it's like a real challenge well it's still bringing you into the conversation it's still giving you the opportunity to experience what we talk about and a bunch of other people in the sober community talk about that like i i never I I never ever would have thought that living alcohol free was a complete life upgrade. I just never would have believed that at all. And funnily enough, I remember a few years ago, not a few years ago, a few years ago, before I stopped drinking, I remember a friend of mine doing Sober October and I was like, she's a fucking champ. There's no way I can do that. Like no chance. I'm I'm not going to be able to do that, but I'll happily support her because that's a really great thing. And and all the way through, like she was posting on her social media and we're all encouraging her on. But I'm thinking like, there is no way I'd want to be doing that. That sounds like hell to me. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because it's really great that it brings people into the conversation. And I think a lot of people might be surprised how, like a number of different things. We're going to talk about this, that it's harder than they thought, then it's easier than they thought, like a number of different experiences that people could be having. But it is kind of interesting. It's funny to zoom out just for a second and consider that stopping drinking for a month in the eyes of society is such a challenge that it's something that people will donate money for. And I know it's normalized now. It's very normal. But back like eight, nine, ten years ago, 
there weren't that many people doing it and it was it was seen as like this ginormous thing and that's kind of funny because i always think you know if someone said to you yeah i'm i'm not going to read this for a month or i'm not going to do that for a month like well yeah you know it's like what? 30 days <laughs> like big deal but it's mm. it's so normalized that we stop you know that we drink either daily or weekendly or you know so often a month um that yeah not doing this thing for 30 days is a big deal enough that people will donate money for it so i mean that's that's one of the things behind why behind us kind of saying you know have a have a look and see if there's something for for you to see as well even if your goal is to drink less or even if your goal is to you know moderate whatever it might be it can be an amazing launch pad um and i think your the framework and the way that you go into it is very very powerful like if you have a story of oh this is going to be really difficult i'm going to have to grin and bear it all that kind of stuff you know we tend to see that stuff kind of created in our experience but if we're just completely open no expectations doing it for ourselves and for charity, raise some money for something we care about and perhaps get some insights into something. And maybe we'll learn that, hey, I don't need to drink when I do this or I don't need to drink when I do that. Like I, it's not actually necessary for me to do those things um, in order for me to have a good time. Um, yeah, it's quite sort. <laughs> Look at this. I, I, I mean, I've well slept as well. I don't know what's happened. I was just thinking the question that came to me when you were talking was like, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever done while drinking? Oh, God. Well, I got on, I mean, w weirdest. Yeah. I told you, and I'm, I've shared the story of me standing on that, standing on that stool in the middle of that pub and calling everybody a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, most people do things like that, though, don't they? Yeah. Like, I... I mean, like what activity? Because you, you just said like, Oh, I don't need to do this. I don't need to drink when I do this oh, thing. I don't need to it. drink when I do that thing. Well, I just mean things like, you know, for me, it used to be normal to, in fact, it didn't. I didn't used to sort of drink before the cinema for me. Like I'd, I'd get sleepy and stuff, but I knew a lot of people that would, they always seemed a bit odd to me, like go and just drink while watching a film um, or like, oh, look who's here. Hello, mate. This finger up his nose as well. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be here forever now, this. Can I can I charge this for you? Yeah. So you're interrupting <laughs> a podcast episode to ask me to charge a Nintendo whilst you're picking your nose. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it so that you can go and find the cable for that. Then sounds it's dire emergency. Well, he stopped he stopped picking his nose now, and he's onto watermelon and a Nintendo. Right, where were we? Bloody hell. F my life. Um, what were we talking about? Um, oh, yeah. So doing it for someone else. You know what? It's also worth talking about. While we're talking about this, you know, who are we doing it for? Because we framed it with the Sober October thing. I think there's a lot to talk about around just the general, if we are deciding to take a month off or a year off or a lifetime off of, of booze, um, it's really important that we're invested for ourselves first and foremost. Sure, other people around us are going to benefit. They're going to get a lot from it. But the truth is, if if we're not quite ready and we're doing it essentially for someone else, for our partner or for whoever, um, it, you know, can lead to the buildup of resentment and stuff like that because you know and and it's and it's not always it's just not always that healthy a reason to to do something i don't think so i don't know if that's i think that's worth talking about while we're on the topic because it's it's much yeah. much broader than just doing a month of october sober october right yeah i i'll hear it often from well women in particular 
mums, I'll hear, hear them say like, oh, I'm doing this for my kids, which again is like, like it's a really noble and honourable thing, mm. but that can't be the only the only reason because it just, it, it won't stick. It's like you inadvertently make it more difficult for yourself. And what you're saying about the, like this introduction of a thread of resentment, I mean, that's, it, it just, it gets in the way of your connection. So if your, your idea is, well, I'm going to stop drinking because I want to be more connected to my children, then it's really important that you reinforce that with doing it ultimately for yourself it's like doing it for yourself, for your children, because otherwise it's just it's going to serve to get in the way of that connection. Yeah, and I mean, the really, really cool thing is, or one of the really cool things is that that's all taken care of. So we kind of live in a society that does the whole, you got to put others first and all that kind of stuff. And like, I get, I get why we think in that way, but I think being selfish is kind of a, it's a bit of a dirty word, isn't it? But the truth of it is, being kind of consciously selfish, like putting yourself forwards, looking after yourself, self-care, stopping drinking for you when the time is right, all that kind of stuff. All that other stuff takes care of itself anyway. And it's much more, you're much more likely to find these things stick. You're much more likely to, and by default, your kids are going to, you know, you're more present for your partner, you're more present, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think the other thing that, the the other issue that kind of occurs to me now is, People are weird when it comes to booze and drugs and stuff because they're often addicted, even though they wouldn't necessarily admit it or they have a very kind of imbalanced relationship with it. So take, for example, the person whose spouse, partner, husband, wife, whatever is is applying pressure for that person to drink. Now, that person, say they fuck up, they do something that they they feel really bad about and they're like, shit, I really ought to stop. Right. So they do it first and foremost for their partner. But at some point down the road, their partner, who is still drinking, then does that thing that people do, which is, you know, they, 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 I don't know, they do something or they throw some words out or they suggest that they're different and that, well, you know, of course I can keep drinking because you've got, you've got a problem and I don't or something. And then all of a sudden, all of everything just starts falling apart because we're not, we're not standing on a foundation of stable ground, like, because we can't control what other people are up to. And a lot of what they're up to and what they're saying is based on fear. It's not coming from a place of growth. Um, but it ha- but if we are, if we're in that foundation, if we know why we're doing it, we'll find ourselves much more stable, even if people around us are doing things that we would rather them not do, like try and coerce us into drinking or whatever it might be, because they're scared that they don't have their drinking partner anymore or, you know, it's infinite, the amount of things that might be happening. So I think mm-hmm. without that that foundation, without that knowing of who you're doing it for, um, you can end up feeling like you're in quicksand a bit. And, and, and you know, because we can't control what other people do and what they say and, and their values and their opinions and all that kind of stuff, we, we can't do that. And yeah, so I, th- I think that's um, maybe something worth noting. It is. Good job, Mr. Sam. It is worth noting because the relationships are sticky, right? They're sticky for the very reason that you mentioned. And that, like, we we would all love to have some stable ground. And the only stable ground that you're ever going to have is that connection with yourself. Sure. So by all means, have these, you know, wonderful and honourable intentions to 
uh, to show up, be it for charity, for your children, for your partner, for your friends, but root that in the foundation of being there for yourself first, not abandoning yourself. Uh, and, and and it doesn't have to be like some mad declaration. Like even I remember going through the alcohol experiment and at the beginning of it, I was kind of marveling at these, you know, it was Annie and Scott in the videos and I was kind of marveling at these two individuals like, so what they like, they don't drink at all. Like, like ever, not even on special occasions. Like, still, like, it's funny how your mind works. Like, are you sure you just like, because they haven't explicitly said that they don't drink, but presumably they don't, like, ever. Like, mm. unicorns, um, which just seems really funny now. But, you know, when we when we first start looking in this direction, it, it it's too much. It's too much to think about forever. You don't need to think about forever. And it it it, it doesn't matter because it's not really about alcohol anyway. So just like rooting yourself in in true self-care. Like it, this is all about care for yourself first. As Sam said, everything else is just gonna follow naturally. And and ironically, if you can go into it with real care for yourself, compassion for yourself, and an, an, op, an open mind, a beginner's mind, curious about what's going to happen without any kind of, um, any no level of like force around a particular outcome, then ironically, you will have a better outcome because that, that ease will pave the way for you to have the best experience that you can have. And that's going to mean it be more pleasurable and in all likelihood earning more money for charity or giving a better um, result in terms of how you want to show up with your family. So it's it's kind of subtle stuff, this, but it's it fundamentally shifts everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important to have the discussion because it's not it's never sort of if you catch yourself halfway through a journey and you realize, huh, maybe I'm not doing this for myself. Just sit down and get clear with yourself about why why this would be amazing, why it would be an amazing thing for you. You don't have to, like, get to the end, start drinking and then kind of figure out why it's good for you. Like it's 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 nothing more than sitting down with a coffee and just thinking about it and kind of setting an intention or realigning yourself, however you want to think about it. Um and yeah, you're right. It is kind of subtle, but I think it is really important actually, because in, in one orientation, we're sort of like outward looking to other people. And that would seem as if, if we love our kids, which obviously we do, if we, if you love your kids, if you love your partner, whatever, like obviously being outward looking, it looks like a very powerful thing to do. Um, and maybe we've been trained into thinking that being inward looking and putting ourselves first isn't, isn't the right thing to do or, but actually, it's the way the world works. We experience life from the inside out. So actually turning in that direction is a really powerful thing to do. And then everybody will benefit from that. Um, and also, it occurs to me um, that if anyone's thinking, well, bloody hell, I wish I could do that. I th- I've got a funny feeling that not that long ago, we put together a podcast about kind of put it was I can't remember if it was called putting ourselves first but it was around self-care and extending what the what we mean by that and how to make space for ourselves particularly if we're kind of you know mum who always puts herself last on the list because you know everybody else needs to get seen to first or dad or whoever right like it's I think um 
can seem like something that would be like, oh, well, that's well, all well and good, but I have no idea how to do that. There's a there's a couple of discussions not long ago on the podcast that you can go check out that will open, open doors for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the reasons we may be doing it for other people is because we don't, you know, at a deep level, we don't feel like we can value ourselves to do it for ourselves yet. But that's a really powerful journey because you know, you're inherently valuable. Like just just being here, just the fact that you're here means that you're, you're worth as much as anybody else is. And so you're absolutely worth whatever it is, stopping drinking for or, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. And again, I guess this again, and I'm going to say the word again, again, noting that this is not just for booze, it's for everything, right? So mm-hmm. whether you're going to go to the gym, whether you're going to lose weight, whether you're going to do all this stuff, it's great to do that stuff for yourself because otherwise who are you defining yourself by? You're you're defining yourself by the thoughts of other people. And you might just, I mean, I did that for a long time and I lost myself in the process. Makes sense, right? Because if we don't have that connection to why we're doing stuff for us, Mm. we just become Mm. this collection of other people's ideas of who we should or shouldn't be. But the cool thing is that even if you don't feel that you have that connection, the really fucking good news is you do. You do. There's a lady came onto a coaching call a little while ago with me and it was a really moving call she was very very honest very vulnerable and was basically saying that she didn't value herself at all and and not only that but she kind of hated herself you know she was in that spot that I'm sure a lot of us can um, relate to at some point and within the discussion the coaching conversation I had with her the suggestion I made was that that was like her biggest and most radical act of self-care because if she really didn't value herself, if she really didn't love herself deeply, then she wouldn't have shown up on that call. She wouldn't have raised her hand. She wouldn't have asked a question. She wouldn't have put herself into a very vulnerable, exposed position. So that just shows that even when at a cognitive level you feel that you are really disconnected from yourself and you can't take care of yourself and you can't love yourself at a very deep level you do and this is uh it, it you know it's, it's born out in the actions that ultimately you take because that drive isn't coming from the personality bit of you it's coming from somewhere else entirely yeah it's a really it's a really interesting point i often a really powerful truth more than an interesting point i often say to people when they're in the middle of a coaching program and they're and they're kind of beating on themselves because they, you know, I could be doing better by now. I should be doing better by now. You know, all the stuff that we hear and it's like, yeah, but you're here, right? You signed up for this thing. You invested money in this thing. You're, you're here. Like you can't get away from that. Something guided you to this place Um, because you could very easily not be here. You could very easily be where you were before. And even if you're listening to these podcasts, even if that's the only thing in air quotes that you're doing right now, and even if you feel like you don't value yourself, like like Ellie said, you know, just just because you feel something, that doesn't mean it's true. Actually, like there's something mm. much much deeper going on, which is always guiding us. And if you zoom out, look at the patterns of your life, like you'll you'll see it at play. Um, oh, I love that, mate. I don't know if there's that feels like a really nice kind of like short and sweet podcast. That was cool. I don't. There I am, just ending it. Maybe you've got something else to say. Mm. Um, I kind of like. I kind of like where we've left it because that, that I would love people to just um, let that permeate 
because we i'm sure we've all been there where you know you're you're upset with the way that you've handled something or you know having cross words with somebody and and you can so easily get into beating yourself up and um seemingly enhancing that disconnection and to know that you are always connected and even when you least like yourself you most love yourself at the same time mm. it's um it's something worth contemplating love it right i better go see if this boy's finished picking his nose and charges nintendo all right team see you soon